Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number another mile marker 1800. Be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today I'm in Scottsdale, Arizona, where the sun always shines, with a very special returning guest here on Cars Yeah, Jennifer Maher. Jennifer, welcome back to Cars Yeah. Do you have any gear? Are you ready to release the clutch? We're ready to go. All right, we'll have some fun here. Now, before I give you a proper introduction, what's one little thing that maybe I and other people don't know about you? Well, I studied Mandarin Chinese in college for four years, so I am just deadly in a Chinese restaurant. (laughs) Well, yeah, you know exactly what to order. Wow. I've got to ask, why did you choose that language as part of your college education? Because I wanted to challenge myself from going from absolutely zero to 100, right? Wow. And going, oh, gosh. Knowing nothing but egg roll and coming out going, ni hao washing mao. <laughs> Better than I could have said that. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That language, along with Japanese and others, is just foreign. Yeah, it is foreign. Yeah, isn't it? At least to us over here. Uh, absolutely amazing. Well, that's cool. Well, next time I'm in Arizona, we are going to go have a, a nice uh, meal in a Chinese restaurant. And I, I'll, let you, I'll let you do all the ordering. I won't know what I'm going to get, but I guess I'll figure it out when it shows up. So that's all the fun. There you go. <laughs> very, very cool. Well, let me give you a proper introduction. Jennifer Maher serves as CEO of TechForce Foundation, a 501c3 nonprofit with the mission of championing students to and through their education and into careers as professional technicians in the auto, diesel collision, aviation, restoration, motorcycle, marine, woo, and motorcycle industries. TechForce leads the industry efforts to solve the technical shortage that we've been having and continue to have and serves as the largest scholarship and grant organization awarding nearly $1.5 million annually to help students pursue their technical education and career path. Jennifer has enjoyed a 25 plus year career in nonprofit management, marketing and strategic alliances, having served on the national staff for Make-A-Wish America, YMCA of USA and the Nature Conservancy. Heading up strategic alliances, Jennifer has personally negotiated over $100 million worth of cause partnerships with Disney, UAW, GM, PepsiCo, NASCAR, BMW, Midas, Kimberly Clark and Sports Illustrated, just to name a few. And you regular listeners know this. I'm very proud to say the TechForce Foundation is my charity of choice here on Cars. Yeah, very cool. We'll be back in a minute to talk with Jennifer. But first, a word from our valued sponsors. So sit tight. We'll be right back. Practice your Chinese. Are you ready to get out and hit the road? Boy, I sure am. This country has so much to offer. And what better way than to get out and drive? Covercraft protects the things that move you. From protective covers for the outside of your vehicles to the inside with dash covers, seat covers, and sunscreens, all creatively designed to keep your vehicle cool for those roadside stops for a meal or to take in the view. Covercraft custom tailors their designs for your special vehicles and manufactures with the quality and attention to detail that's been their standard since 1965. Road trips can be hard on your vehicle surfaces, so protect them. And when you get home, 
cleanup is fast and easy. And you want to get a deal? Well, I've got one just for you. Use the code YA21 at Covercraft.com and you'll get 10% off your Covercraft order. That's right, 10% off compliments of cars, yeah. Simply use the code YEAH21, yeah, 21 at checkout. I've been protecting my vehicles with Covercraft covers since 1975. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. Go to Covercraft.com today. I was talking with a buddy of mine the other day and he asked me about American Collectors Insurance. He said, while I listen to you on Cars Yeah, you're always talking about agreed value collector car insurance. Well, I insure all my cars on my regular auto insurance policy and I've done it for years. Why use a different company for my collector cars? I get a multi-car discount. Isn't that good enough? I suggested he call his carrier and ask how much he would get if his collector car was totaled are stolen. He called back and said, boy, that was a scary conversation. Their value of my car wasn't even close to what it's really worth. Thank you for the education, Mark. So don't just hope for a fair claim settlement. Be certain and know exactly what you receive with an agreed value policy. American Collectors Insurance has been protecting enthusiasts since 1976. Give them a call today for your personal agreed value quote at 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866 866- 224-9324. Tell them you're a friend of Mark Green's at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance, classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors, automotive enthusiasts just like you and me. They're the ones that insure my car. That's American Collectors Insurance. All right, Jennifer, we're back. So let's dive a little deeper into the corner here. I want you to share more about what's happening these days with Tech Force. Uh, my regular listeners hear me mention Tech Force every single day here on Cars. Yeah, always trying to do everything I can to promote what you guys are doing. I believe in it so much, and I've had a lot of young people on this show that are taking careers forward in the technical world and need help like this to get this thing going. So I know you love to drive, so grab the wheel. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, we're working on really helping young people discover education and a career path that fits them. And for those who raise their hands saying, I get excited about cars and engines, uh, then we're saying, let us help you navigate that road to a career as a professional technician. And as you rattled off the mouthful, it doesn't matter whether you end up in cars or collisions or motorcycles or aviation or boat. We always say when techs rock, America rolls. So we just need really talented people keeping our our vehicles and our fleets running. So what we've been doing at Tech Force, of course, for over 14 years is scholarships and grants, but so much more. It's about telling the story, you know, that it's not a grease monkey career anymore. It is a new collar. These are computers on wheels and the STEM and the technology is amazing. And so we have to talk about the opportunity. It's an high, high demand. And you can make a really solid middle-class living in this profession. So it's really kind of undoing all that stigma that has a lot of parents or counselors saying, hey, you know, what do you want, what do you want to do that for? Instead of, you know, going, wow, you're right. Vehicles and transportation is here to stay and not going away anytime soon. So what's been exciting is for the last two years, we have had a vision in our head of creating a new model for career exploration and workforce development. And that's using IT because that's where our Gen Z Zoomers are these days is they expect to find all the information on their smartphone. They want to Google to say, what's in this for me? What's this career path? How do I find resources? 
and yet it's all splattered everywhere or hidden in the nooks and crannies of industry. So TechForce has been building an IT social platform where young people who are thinking about the career path, people who are already going to school for it, working techs, passionistas, people who are just car enthusiasts, employers and educators can really all come together in one spot and strut their stuff and kind of show off. We've got the trivia. We've got, you know, can you stump the tech? You have a contest or you wrench it on something in your garage. We'll enter it in a contest with our global judges. It's really a community to pursue, explore and pursue this career path. And so everything from that young person trying to find the resources, where are the tech schools, where are scholarships, to putting together their resume, not just of where they've worked, but again, what are these contests? What are the accolades? Where do they find mentors? Where do they get to go to a car show and have somebody host them that they just don't show up going, how do I connect here? But really connecting those dots. That is going to be the TechForce community launched on March 23rd. So it's up and running. And I'm hoping everybody comes and joins TechForce. And that's it. Join TechForce.org. So come be part of that community if you're a car enthusiast. You know, I got to spend a little time on that site in a beta form. I was very fortunate with some of your comrades. And uh, it was so cool because it the layers of it are so deep. To me, what it was a lot like was it was joining a a university, if you will, and you're getting integrated into all these different aspects. There's all these different opportunities for you there versus sometimes uh, as a technician or somebody, and especially we learned with COVID being this distancing we've had to do in these Zoom meetings, you feel a bit isolated. And what I experience there and getting to play in there, and I'm on that platform too, is you feel like you're part of a group. And you've got all these different windows to to look into and seek help and find help and, and learn things and then share what you're doing too, which the great thing here is now employers can start to look at this platform and go, wow, look at that person. I would need to talk to that person. What you're doing, I mean, it's I, when I was looking at it, I was going, oh my gosh, you guys are spending some work on time on this thing because this is not complicated, but I've been on the back end of computer sites and things like that. There is a lot to this. So bravo to you and your well, team. Huge thank work. You. It is. It's it's robust. It's not a little dinky, you know, some people think you're a nonprofit. It's going to be a dinky little access database. And it's right. like, no, no, it's uh, pretty sophisticated. And I love that you use the word play because it's all gamified. And <laughs> yeah. that's what people want to do. You know, we want right. to learn by doing and having fun and being with like-minded people. So right. That's the experience we've tried to create. Well, you've done it. You know, last month I featured 23 spectacular women on Cars, yeah, as a celebration of Women's Month, International Women's Day that was on the 8th of March. And many of the women techs I had on the show shared a lot of common things about they wanted to go into this. The youngest one was 19, just out of high school. And I mentioned Tech Force. She goes, what? L tell me about this. So, you know, I opened a window, a door for her to step into to explore all this. Another was a woman who's been involved in this for years as a family business. They have a repair shop, but they also have a taxi business. And they're embracing this whole technology of going electric with their taxi fleets, they're already hybrid, but now the next thing, and one of the things she said was, I'm excited about, I've got to learn all this new technical stuff with these vehicles, and I had to zap myself uh, because of the power. So what you're doing is absolutely spectacular, and that's why I chose you guys as my charity of choice, because I talk to so many people, young people, that are looking for a path, and I think, and would you agree with me, 
attitudes are changing about the old, wait, you want to go be a mechanic, work on cars? No, you got to go to college and get a degree. I think that's changing. Yes, yes. We say that there is more than one road to success and not everybody needs to go to a four-year university, that there's intelligence in tactile and uh, being able to be in the skilled trades. And of course, the paychecks are showing it these days that (laughs) you're doing just fine and you're not you're not accumulating the huge debts that many of the others are doing. So the reality is, is there's many, many pathways. It's not for everybody. It is a new caller career, but you can have a wonderful life uh, in the automotive industry and you can start as a technician and navigate so many different ways through that kind of that lattice and ladder into so many different opportunities. But once you have skills and you know how to do something, You can take those skills and live and work anywhere in the world. And as we've learned during COVID, these are essential workers. The trucks, the airplanes, the fleets, they all had to keep moving, getting us our equipment and our supplies. So, you know, you're in a constant demand. Yeah, it's a win, win, win. I love that term, new collar career. Brilliant. I love that. Very, very cool play on words. You know, I've always thought of you, Jennifer, as a mentor, an inspiration for so many people. And I'd like to know who was your inspiration? Was there an individual in your life, a a key mentor, someone that was a driving influence in your world as you came through your career path? Well, I will always uh, pay homage to my first mentor, uh, Dick Feller. And he really helped me learn at a young age that it takes an entire crew to sail a ship. And that you may be, you know, from the captain to the to the entire crew, it doesn't matter whether you're searing steaks in the kitchen, you know, or cleaning the rooms or navigating and guiding the ship. It, it takes everybody. And I've really brought that into my whole career of knowing that you can never lead an organization if you don't understand all the intricacies of what it takes, right? Right. And even though you don't have to maybe be an expert at it, you have to have some basic knowledge and you have to have a heck of a lot of empathy and respect. And so for me, that's really what it has been in a nonprofit career. I've loved the fact that I get to learn so many things and wear so many hats because you never have any money, right? Right. And you have to be good stewards of donor funds. And if a donor gives me a dollar, I have to figure out how to maximize use of that dollar and not to waste it. So it's what can I do myself? And can I dig it or trench it or build it myself without having to outsource or pay extra? Can we, um, you know, get more mileage? So this is a type of thing through nonprofit where over 25 years, I've had to learn everything from the legal and the nonprofit accounting rules to, you know, how do you do the marketing? How do you actually open in design and create it or design it yourself? And of course, as I become CEO, I surround myself with people who are much better at it than I am. But I've got that empathy and that respect for what it takes to get this done. And I think it is made, it has made me more successful in being able to do a lot of different things, not just know about it, but be able to roll up my sleeves and get in uh, into the details when I need to. And I think that goes back to the first thing I said, which is, you know, the more you have skills you, that you can take and utilize anywhere, you become more valuable. So know how to do something. Absolutely. 
When it comes to thinking about advising other people, particularly young women, but could be young men as well, to get into a career path you've had, because this nonprofit world is so different. And you said something key there, that you're out raising funds so that things can happen and being a great steward of those funds. And that's one of the things that with social media and the explosion is a lot of people, oh, don't give money to that organization because you realize that only like one penny out of $100 goes to helping the people they say they're helping. How do you advise or how would you advise a young person who wants to get into a career path like you've had? Because it is so unique and it's very different than most people in for-profit type business. I would say be a scrapper. A scrapper. Be a <laughs> yeah. scrapper. Boy, yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, there is a difference. I mean, I kind of give this analogy, which is if I need, um, I need a gallon of coffee and I'm in a hotel, do I go find a way to get the gallon of coffee donated or that the concierge lounge will let me take a gallon of coffee to utilize for my gas? Or do I call room service and have it delivered for $200? <laughs> yeah, right, a scrapper. <laughs> and so a lot of times just explaining what you need and asking for help and explaining that you're the charity and you've got some donors coming and is there any way you could get some coffee? And then the, the hotel says, sure, we'll just donate that. Now they may say no, and that's okay. But at least you ask for what you need. And you try to be a good steward of the money. And you tried to scrap your way through to saving those donor dollars versus your first reaction is to just pick up the phone and order it at max price. That's, I think, the different mindset. So when I look at marketing, for instance, and I'm a marketing person at heart, I, I learned this one in college, you know, where I never had any money to promote the events that I was putting on. So I learned, you know, how do you take accounting ticker tape and write on it and then you know roll it along the top of the lockers or how do you find the bulletin board in the coffee shop and stick something up there to try and get people to to learn about it i'm talking old school real grassroots <laughs> sure. right but that's what i mean is like you could look for all the grassroots gorilla ways to be able to get something accomplished you don't just assume no budget no resources can't do it mm. Yeah, never assume, that's for sure. And don't be afraid to ask. But, ex <laughs> but explain while you're asking, right? Explain the why. Exactly. Explain what you need and, and do it with a smile and passion. And it's okay if people say no, but at least you tried. And that's that scrapper. There you go. I wish I'd been more of a scrapper in high school. I might have had more dates. <laughs> Wouldn't have been afraid of those no's as much. So uh, there you go. Let's take a short break and thank our sponsors. We come back. I've got a big challenge question for you. This is something no doubt you have faced in your career many, many times. A big obstacle, a big challenge, a big wall, a big no. So keep your seatbelts on. We'll be back in a minute with Jen. Today's vehicles are essentially computers on wheels, and it takes more than a wrench and oil to keep them humming. That's why Cars Yeah! supports TechForce Foundation, a nonprofit dedicated to driving tomorrow's workforce of skilled technicians forward. Techs keep our cars, trucks, airplanes, and fleets rolling. Yet there's a massive tech shortage because many young people don't know it's no longer a blue-collar job. Today, it's a new-collar career. It involves computers, technology. It's in high demand. You get paid really well. And you can live and work anywhere in the country. I know you're passionate about cars, trucks, and motorcycles. And you can help pass that passion on to the next generation of techs so our rides keep rolling down the road. Visit techforce.org today and learn how. I've discovered Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market 
driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences, opinions, and values. Linkage is an actual, informed, reasoned opinion based on first-hand experiences. A talented Linkage team covers the automotive world, the people who share your passion and mine, smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions, ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey. Join Linkage. Linkage, geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at LinkageMag.com. And don't forget, when you subscribe, use the code CARSYEAH and you'll get $10 off your subscription at LinkageMag.com. I always ask my guests about a big challenge, big failure, big obstacle. No doubt you have run into a few or let's say a lot of those in your career, because that's just the nature of what you're doing, trying to be this scrapper that you are. I love that word. So share one in particular that was really, really tough for you and tell us what you learned from it and how you moved through it and passed it to make that into a positive experience. Well, I, I'm going to give you as an example of my life challenges that maybe aren't huge in one, but they reoccur right? And so I moved every two years of my life growing up. And you would find yourself into the new school in that, you know, dreaded noon lunch hour in a cafeteria filled with hundreds of kids, and you know, nobody and the intimidation of trying to navigate, oh, you know, how am I going to find somewhere to sit that I don't feel horrible, right? Or, you know, I went to mainland China in 89 during Tiananmen Square, and had to evacuate. And another one when in traveling, I was in Kenya, and suddenly had to get from one end of the country to the other by myself and figure out when everything broke down. It's these types of situations where I find I'm alone, right? And here you are in alone, and you have to navigate yourself through this, figure it out. And you know, how do you do that? And when that reoccurred through my young life, it taught me, again, maybe to be a scrapper, find a way, find a way to win, do it with a smile on your face. But I learned you have to take the initiative for yourself. You have to tell yourself, okay, this is, uh, you know, you and I are going to figure this out. And you have to drive the train, even if you have no idea where you're going. <laughs> so you take a hold of that. You're going to figure it out. You got to be a self-starter. The other part of that journey I always learned was once I decided I was going to drive the train and figure it out, I immediately learned I had to assess my risks. Who could I not trust and who could I trust? Mm -hmm. So I quickly would start assessing situations, but I was looking for people. And it was the people and, okay, I don't know. I was trusting my gut and my intuition to say maybe not that person, but maybe these people. And then I would hook my wagon to others. And it was always a another person whom I decided I'm going to trust and hook my wagon and collaborate with them through it. And it never failed. I mean, you'd have bumps and hurdles, but you never did it by yourself. You always did it in collaboration with somebody else. And I found you really could find other people who were willing to help you through it and get you out of Tiananmen Square in mainland China or get you across Kenya or sit with you in that lunchroom. And that really did build that faith that there are good people in the world, that they are willing to help and uh, that you can't do it alone. Wow. 
Great stories. Absolutely. Were you from a military family? Was that why you were moving so often? No, corporate. We followed the paycheck with General Electric. I see. Yeah, the corporate ladder. I see. Yeah, that happens too. Well, some of your stories are reminding me of my wife, Jill. She grew up in a military family where they moved a lot. And she talked about she's a very shy person. So that that challenge of that lunchroom the horrors of the lunchroom. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, very, yeah, very challenging. moved a lot, you know the horror of the lunchroom. Yeah. I was the opposite. Same house, whole time growing up. So uh, I guess I didn't get to learn those scrappy, challenging ways of life like you have. So uh, you go, girl. Definitely. <laughs> for sure. Let's uh, talk about a bucket list item. You're one of these people that sets massive goals. I mean, you guys have to with what you're doing. And then you figure out, okay, now how are we going to go after this? Tell me maybe one, you've probably got a lot of them in your bucket, but one big bucket list item you'd like to still accomplish in your business and career life. Well, I mean, with TechForce, I want to continue to grow it. We're still small. I come out of the world of Make-A-Wish America and YMCA's of the USA. I mean, you're talking YMCA, $6 billion, Make-A-Wish, almost $200 million, uh, big organizations. Right. TechForce is only $4 million. So in the grand scheme of things, we're a tiny nonprofit. So, you know, we I'd love to break that $10 million threshold and growing so that we're helping that many more uh, young people. So that's one. I think this IT model, having it uh, successful where the tech force community not only succeeds in this vehicle technician industry, but that others can see it and say, you know what, why shouldn't we have pe people use this for all types of career exploration and workforce development? There's a huge hole there. We tell people they can be anything they want to be when they grow up. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> but when you actually research what tools are there other than some self-assessment tool, you know, or, hey, take this 20 questions and we'll tell you you should be a plumber or a lawyer. I mean, it's right. There's nothing. And it's mind blowing when you think about where we are in technology in 2021. And yet for young people trying to navigate education and career, we have very few tools for them. So that that would be fun. And I think, you know, shoot, personally, it shows you how bad at golf I am. I, I just want to break 90. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, yeah, that golf game. I don't know who invented that crazy game, but uh, difficult, challenging. You know, I always had problems at the end with the windmill. I could never get the ball through that windmill. That's why I just gave it up. It's <laughs> way too challenging. For, and that clown, you had to hit the, yeah, scared me to death. So let's talk about your special vehicle because I know you're a car gal at heart. You love cars. You love automobiles. You've been around them and so forth. Is there a special vehicle in your life? Well, I talked about my my go-kart on the last show that I was uh, on yeah. back in 19. But uh, I would say another thing that I feel uh, very proud of is one of my dearest, dearest friends who I've known for over 30 years. He restored his 67 Mustang. And it's a beautiful, you know, white convertible maroon interior and uh, we took that thing out on graduation night um, after college, and it just kind of has some special memories. But what I'm most proud of is he was trying to come up with his vanity license plate, and he asked me to select it. And I came up with, of course, 67 Pony, and that's what still is on it today. Really? So that's wow. my pride. Nice. 67 Pony. Well, that makes sense. Okay, I'm going to crawl into your skull a little bit here. I think we did this last time, but we'll see if things have changed. They've evolved, grown, perhaps. If you woke up tomorrow and you were manifest as a vehicle, it's not what you want to be. It's your personality, your drive, your human beingness of who you are manifest into a vehicle. What would Jennifer Maher be? 
Oh, well, I love music and I love adventure. Okay. And it's never changed. I love the wind in my hair and that sense of freedom and expression. So I think it would, maybe today it would be my friend's uh, 2017 Jaguar F Type R. I think, you know, it's a sleek design. It cuts through the air with style and grace, but it's got just enough aggression to command attention. I love it. Very cool. You did that very nicely. This next question is kind of just silly because I asked all my guests, and it's a new question since the last time you're on about how you are helping others. Well, duh, tech force. I mean, that's your whole life is helping other people's. So when you think about Choosing to go into TechForce, be the CEO, run this company, steer and guide this ship. But it's automotive sector focused. Was that the primary reason for your involvement within or that industry that you love so much? Or seeing a huge void where people need help, the young people specifically, to move forward with their careers and their lives? Yeah. No, I, thanks for asking that because it's not always obvious. I would say my greatest passion every day is more my mama bear side. I love education. I believe in it. I wrestled with the education system for my kids where my son was told, sit still, don't move. What's wrong with you? And he is a hands-on learner and they learn by getting up and touching and doing and project-based learning. And that's not how our schools are designed. And so we often are not really serving those types of kids. And we're saying, what's wrong with you and hurting their self-esteem. And I look at it and I go, this is a chance every day to tell these kids that they're great, that there's opportunities for them, that they're wired differently and they're great just the way they are. So that for me is a big passion. Um, there's a lot of kids. I know 33% of all the students we help with scholarships report, self-report, that they have learning differences. So it's the ADHD, dyslexia. And if you really get into the neuroscience, how our brains are wired, I mean, we have a label for this, but there's nothing wrong. We just know how to identify what parts of the brains are firing better than others. And guess what? The fact that it's firing better in these areas make them exceptional, hands-on, tactile, intelligent people. So utilize it. It's the gift. So I'd say that's really, you know, I love giving back and seeing young people who have been kind of crushed to start to thrive. And I think the other part of this is being a female in the industry and having this uh, megaphone of being able to talk about our Women Tech Rock platform. It's pathetic to say that there's a tech shortage, but then we have less than 3% of all technicians are women. Well, if you don't start talking to 52% of the population, then no wonder you have a shortage. <laughs> so, right, right. As you mentioned, the young women coming on last month, I mean, they rock and they bring a whole nother skill set to it, to the table. And I really love advocating for them. So I think that those are, are ways I give back every day that are beyond just the love of cars. You know, you put this really well, and this is a reoccurring theme here on Cars Yeah with the incredible, inspiring automotive enthusiasts I have on the show, and that is a different way to learn. Now, you put that in a very nice, what were the words you used there? Instead of... Hands-on learning, the tactile intelligence, right? I mean, yeah, it's... Yeah, it's... I, had, I want, There's many guests that stand out to me, but one is Lou Santiago. He has a YouTube series. He was on television. He's a builder, fabricator, restorer, creative guy. When he was a kid, he had dyslexia and some other learning challenges, but nobody could identify them. Uh, he's a little bit older. So back then, uh, people just went, what's wrong with you? Like you said, sit still, 
behave. We're, we're training you to be a factory worker, not a critical thinker. But he thought differently. And he said he figured out how to fix things because he would get in trouble. So they would kick him out of class and eventually out of school. And so he's labeled a troublemaker when really he just learned differently. And then all of a sudden he realized I learned by doing things with my That's hands, right. by visual learning. Reading was almost impossible for him because of his dyslexia. My listeners yeah. know this. I didn't find out that my dad was dyslexic till he was 80 years old. He hid that secret from everybody, including his family members, his whole life because he was embarrassed by it. Because he was told as a kid, you're an idiot. Parents, bless my grandparents, but why can't you learn, Dick? Why can't you learn? What's wrong with you? Are you stupid? And you start to believe it. And in That's the case right. of Lou Santiago, he said, you start to believe you're stupid and you're an idiot and you're a failure. And what do you do? You can either sit back and curl up and take it or you become a fighter. And he became a fighter and you start punching people back. <laughs> You know, and well, and that's what's unfortunate is a lot of these kids, you know, you can either go and be very incredibly successful because you learn to persevere despite all that negativity right. or you succumb to it. Right. And I think maybe the term is that I use is learning differences. That's it. Learning differences. Love it. Because when you're in the schools, they talk about learning disabilities. And I think when you know better you realize the offensiveness of that term because there is no disability. Like I said, it's a neuroscience of how the neurons fire. There's nothing wrong. We just late, we have a label for it. We're able to explain it. And so I, I think the more we realize that it is just a difference, we're all wired differently, yeah. uh, then we'll be a lot better at helping young people discover their gifts and talents and connect those with the right pathways. And how dare we shame anybody for how they're wired? Oh, absolutely. My sister's a special ed teacher, has been for 33 years. And I've talked to her about this. And she said she deals with all sorts of levels of challenging things with kids from severe challenges where they can't even pick a fork up. Uh, to reading dif difficulties, challenges, as you say. And she said, one of the things we've learned with dyslexia in particular is that it's a different gift. People that have this, my dad had it. He could see in three dimensions. He became an architect. He got an engineering and architecture degree. How do you do that with dyslexia? Well, he found someone who helped him to take him through the class, could read to him. I recently had a guest on the show who built a huge $500 million company. He had dyslexia. He had to have his secretary read everything to him and he hid it from everybody. He came on my show and announced it to the world to free himself of this burden he's had his whole life because he didn't realize that he had a different kind of gift. He was an industrial designer and he could create really cool things. He's gone there to be a Pebble Beach judge, restoration expert. So yeah, it's so good that this is being changed now in so many young people that are very good with their eyes and hands maybe don't enjoy reading or can't read, have found a new way to make their path in life and do very well at it. It's wonderful. Yeah, it warms my heart. Absolutely. Let's take another short break. We come back. I'm going to ask you about the ultimate drive of a magic scepter here on Cars Yeah. So sit tight. Did you know that Cars Yeah is in the top 1% of all podcasts based on listenership, according to Libsyn, the premier RSS feed for podcasts in the United States. That's right. And Cars Yeah is the only five-day-a-week automotive-focused podcast for you to get your message into the ears of thousands of listeners daily from all over the world. Plus, DuPont Registry recommended Cars Yeah is one of their top 10 car podcasts 
for you to enjoy. Cars yeah has experienced tremendous growth, plus your ads are evergreen, meaning they never go away. And more and more listeners find Cars yeah every day for their daily dose of automotive inspiration. Do you want to expose your brand to a highly targeted list of automotive enthusiasts in a very unique and very personal way? Well, I can help you. Contact me, Mark Green, at mark at carsyad.com or through the website at carsyad.com today to learn more. Now, as I say, I have a magic scepter, which I can arrange for you to have the ultimate drive. You get to pick the vehicle, the person you're riding with, and who's going to be driving this vehicle, and what are you going to talk about? So what's your ultimate drive going to be today, Jen, through the beautiful deserts of Scottsdale? There you go. Well, you know, there's always such a long list. So I just (laughs) saw a movie the other night, which reminded me of this gentleman. So I'll go with it because it's top of mind. Nelson Mandela. Oh, wow. Now there is a, holy cow, you're the first one. Now, you know, it's a car person that is being chosen. Okay, let's go. What car are you guys in? Oh, well, you, your listeners may remember my love for 65 Austin Healey 3000. I okay. just, again, that goes back to that convertible or, you know, maybe a, an original uh, James Bond. What is that? The Sunbeam Alpine Roaster? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So something like that, right? Okay. Where I just think it's the visual splendor is fabulous. We're driving. Of course, I'm the one driving, right? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of thought so. Yeah. Of course. But I think, you know, just listening to... I mean, for anybody who doesn't know, right, Nelson Mandela, that it's, you know, here his, you know, he was uh, jailed for 27 years in South Africa. Uh, He, in 93, released and won the Nobel Peace Prize, became the president of South Africa, uh, and only died in, I think it was uh, 2013 or so. But, I mean, to have somebody imprisoned for 27 years, first of all, just what mindset do you have that holds you through all that to persevere and survive? And then to come out and still have the leadership skills to step into a role as president and have an open heart and to still be kind. Right. Uh, I just think that the lessons of, you know, what do you know about people? What do you know about the soul and about faith? What do you know about leadership? and power. And what do you know about forgiveness? I just think that that would be a really great ride. Nice ride. You took us on a, all on a nice little ride there. Very nicely done. You know, you have been great to talk with again, and I'm so honored uh, to do my little tiny part to help drive the name Tech Force forward to my listeners. And for all you listeners, I encourage you to go online, find this new site, and uh, give us that site location again for this new platform that you guys have put together. Join TechForce. Dot org. Tech as in technician workforce, right? Yep. Join techforce.org. Absolutely. I'll put a link to that on Jennifer's show notes page so that you can find it. I encourage you to go there. And if you have somebody young in your life or older who's making a career change, check this out. I think it's going to blow you away. Participate. Be a part of it. Before I let you go, do you have a final parting piece of wisdom or guidance, a mantra, success quote you'd like to share with us? I always say where you focus is where you go. So focus on the stars. There you go. I love it. Listeners, again, you can find everything on Jennifer Shoner's page. If you missed my first talk with her, it's worth listening to. You'll find all 
1,800 guests located on the Cars Yeah website. Wow. Thanks for being a great mile marker for Cars Yeah today, too. Number 1,800. Holy cow. On our way to 2,000. Jen, thank you for being so generous today with your time, your expertise, and for sharing your incredible life and what you're doing for people. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Back at you, Mark. All right. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.